You're listening to the Imaginally True Change podcast with Prashant Goel. Each week we speak with courageous people contributing to a better world. Each one's personal triumphs and challenges lead us to reflect on a fulfilling professional life. Our guests inspire us to overcome fear and resistance and to walk our own path of Dharma, that is, our higher purpose. Hello, welcome to the True Change Podcast with Prashant Goel. My guest this week is Niraj Herman Heller. And Niraj is a dear friend of mine. We've spent some fun times in a lot of different places around the world together. And Niraj is an inspiration to me for a lot of reasons. With a major theme of this podcast being Dharma and how that helps us to bring together our material and spiritual lives, Niraj, Niraj really, really is doing his work in this regard. You know, he's operating at a pretty high level. He, in fact, he just informed me a few moments ago that he's on the verge in the next few hours of receiving a offer from a major movie studio for one of his uh, one of his projects. And that's super exciting. And not to mention his work with a lot of other big companies and it, but doing it in a really cool, creative, hip way. You know, he's got a design firm in Buenos Aires and a team that recently doubled in size to handle the capacity of all the projects that they have. And at the same time, he's deeply committed to his own development, to his own spirituality, to living from his heart. And so he's, he's just doing a lot of cool things in his life. And, uh, and I'm really thrilled to have him with us today. How about it, Niraj? How are you doing today? <laughs> That's a interesting presentation. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah, uh, it's been an interesting day. As you said, we're we're just waiting for this big offer that can change the curve of the company in the f- next few hours. So it's a pretty interesting like finishing of the week. Uh, but I'm really happy to be talking to you. Like uh, I really admire your work as well, and uh, and yeah, I'd be happy to share any. Any words about my experience trying to get together the the spiritual world, the heart, and uh, the the material world, and the money, and uh, the creatives, and uh, all these challenges that uh, every day uh, <laughs> I have to face at the office. You know? But uh, <laughs> yeah, happy to answer anything. Um, so shoot. So, I mean, you just mentioned everyday challenges, which I think is always an interesting place to start because it's very relatable for for all of us. We all have our our own everyday challenges. You've been running your company for for over ten years now, isn't it, Naraj? Yeah, it's actually fourteen right now. Fourteen. Wow. Wow. And you have a big team. It's a, what? It's about 40 people now or something after it doubled in size? Mm-hmm. Yes, we're about 45. Uh, so we open a second office more inside the city. Uh, and we have like two different, two different settings. One is more like a big space with uh, like some like surrounded by nature, more inspired to for creativity and and also like hard work in a way but it's more is is more it, it has more space in in related in, in in opposition to 
uh, the other office that is more like a classical setup downtown uh, with like lots of people and uh, and it has a very good vibe as well but it's more like production and more, more like getting stuff done more than the other uh, that is more like free-spirited creative it's a yeah it's an interesting polarity even that in itself sounds almost like a meeting of spiritual and material. You <laughs> it's funny. Super creative. Yeah. <laughs> you got the super creative setting and, you know, the kind of the heart of the team, which has been there together for a long time. And then this, this newer part of the team, which is based in the, in the city. And, and that's been pretty recent. I think if you told me, it was like in the last couple of months that you made this adjustment of this, the team size, right? Yeah. Um, to speak a little bit of the process and like why this decision, uh, in a way, like when I started the company, it was very much in opposition to many things, to be honest. Like I was working in large companies, like major newspapers and software developing companies. And in a way, I, I, I can definitely say that I was like maybe slightly traumatized of like how inefficient uh, like the daily routine was like and how difficult it was to make like uh, to create like synergy between people. Like there was a lot of fear and a lot of competition and a lot of people just trying to work as the least possible. And in a way I was very young and very excited about like, yeah, let's just do stuff. And I, and I loved computers and technology and I was just like really excited to, to make a living out of it and to like really create awesome projects. And then I was a little shocked when I got into the bureaucracy of the companies and like, and I couldn't really do much. And it's like, I was thinking, Dude, this this sucks. I, I, there has to be a different way, and uh, and that's that's how I started Threedar in a way out of inspiration, but also to opposition to many things. Many like the corporate world was the enemy at the time, and uh, and something that <laughs> it, it it has been changed in the in the last five years, I would say, but like more intensively in the last two years and really intensively in the last year when we are really changing the image of the company becoming like way more inclusive inclusive and way more like speaking also the corporate language without losing the heart without losing the connection to like the inspiration because the problem is not the corporate world is when the corporate just gets everything too dry and you get disconnected and that's where like bad things happen and really like you lose inspiration, you lose motivation and you're just like feeling this feeling of like being a zombie in in a huge building and that sucks. Let me pause you there for a second. That's amazing because I feel a lot of people who who are interested in a more heart driven path, who can relate to the experience you described of you know, the bureaucracy of a big company, if they find their way to a more spiritual way of being, oftentimes there is this sense of opposition and enmity with with corporations. 
And what you're saying is that as you've grown, as you've developed, as your team has grown and developed, as your project work has grown and developed, that your relationship to all of that has changed. And to me, that's a big part of merging spirituality in the material world is not not being opposed so much, but just seeing how can you be authentic? How can you be giving the best of what you've got? And at the same time, uh, like you said, moving towards a more inclusive outlook on things. Yeah, it's a, it's a good way of putting it. Like, I think there are a lot of misconceptions in regards of spirituality and the world and how they oppose or they, they're different. Mm. And that's the main misunderstanding, I think. And I met like people really, like really whole in the sense of having connection and and working and and being in the right place, which is being in the right place includes the spiritual path. And sometimes these people didn't even know that, but you just feel it. Like, and they're successful. They do what you, what they love, and they're like learning with it and everything. But it's like. The feeling that you're in the right spot and that you're doing what you're supposed to, which means that what you want to do, what like you feel like you're fulfilled. And it's a very simple thing in a way. It doesn't have, I mean, doesn't have anything to do with the time that you meditate every day or if you go to India or if you do yoga, all these things. I mean, they're really cool, but they don't have much to do with being aligned in a way being connected with yourself and uh and yeah sometimes spirituality creates a lot of opposition to the material and that's a problem that gets you further away for being aligned because if you're opposing if you're in a fighting if you're in the know with something your energy is invested in opposing you're not going anywhere you're just like drained because you're fighting something Fighting is just a conflict so, of forces, basically. Yeah, sorry. No, that was great. I was interrupting, and I'm uh, I'm sorry about that. It was just interesting to me because you've walked a long path with that. You've been there for 14 years with 3DAR, the company you created with your partners. And, and it's taken you over the last two years. It really intensified your connection with with the corporate world and doing these projects on this really big scale with, you know, companies that are really well known to a lot of people. And what was your learning along the way? What helped you open from that original opposition that you had? It would be great to hear some of what that looked like for you. Sure. Um, so the company was struggling, struggling financially. And there was something that didn't make sense to me because I really liked the kind of work that we were doing, but we didn't, we weren't getting the right projects in a way like the, the like, like in, we, we weren't working with the right people. We had the potential, but that potential wasn't fulfilled. There, there was a disconnection there at some level between us and what I saw that we could create and the 
people that were knocking at our door asking for things and, and or, or the people that we were knocking at doors offering our work. There was something there that wasn't solved and uh, that created a financial complication in a way that forced us to be really like really careful in our analysis of the situation and where where was the money going and in a way structuring the company in a more rigid way with a, with a solid structure that was something that conflicted with my first ideal of a company that was like just a creative place with like loose uh, hours and the people would come and just play a little bit uh, uh, like maybe PlayStation or go to the pool and then maybe brainstorm a little bit of a project. It was something that was too loose in a way and we were too young too so it's something that we liked and people like smoking weed at the office <laughs> and this kind of things and ultimately that was conflicting with um, with a more mature like way of looking at things and more or where things are more in order where things have its place and where you have like clear roles and the roles are respected in a way it was the the creation of like a more solid structure and the structures are meant to hold things and we didn't have a structure that was strong enough to hold the potential that we were we were like capable of achieving so that creating this working of an on a structure like started like cleaning up a lot of distractions i don't it might sound a little abstract but in a way like getting somebody to take care of finances and getting somebody to take care of new business and get like and getting like more organized departments in the company and stepping a little away from the creative collective thing and going more towards like a corporate uh, concept for a company that created a lot of space in my mind in everyone's mind and every like it was more more selective roles and that might be something that could be abc for another curve like maybe like uh, somebody that's coming from like a business background it will start from there, like okay, think on a business model and think it. And when I started, it was like purely inspirational and also in opposition to the corporation. So that that's where things started from. Uh, and then, yeah, and then we have to get things to balance. And I didn't even get to like the spiritual and the matter. It was more like getting some some structure and uh, some maturity as, as, as an organization. Uh, yeah, I think I'm, I, I might, maybe I didn't answer the question. No, I think you answered it very well, in fact. And I think, I think it sounds like a very natural maturing process that you're describing and that you saw some issues, you saw some challenges, you had an instinct about what was necessary, and then you started moving in that direction. And of course as you're doing it, there's no guarantees of anything. And it's not like you have a map for how to do this. You're just, you're just following where the challenges are and putting your best effort into resolving those things. Mm -hmm. and, and the thing that's interesting is you see at first there was a lot of inspiration 
and and a lot of rebellion. Mm-hmm. And then it was like the the rebellion started going down. The inspiration maintained the same or maybe it grew or maybe it went down at times but it stayed the same and what happened was the the structure came up like you said to to hold that potential of inspiration the structure met the inspiration where it was so that they could be together and that you guys could then live into your feeling about what that potential actually was in these days you're working with these companies and you're doing amazing projects. People are flying you to different places in the world to do these projects, to get your expertise, to get your team's expertise in, in that you haven't lost your heart in the process. And I think to, to a lot of people, that's exactly what they really wish for, you know? And so I think it sounds amazing. Cool. Yes. Like I, I can actually say that like, Staying close together with my motivation and, and feeling my heart was probably what saved us from like uh, from being from disappearing. I, I would say because at some point, like I would see with my mind that things weren't working, and I would just like have the intuition like, look, now it's time to take some space because you don't right now you don't have the clarity to see things and you don't you cannot do much right now so like in a way this this connection really helped me like to step away to get some space to reconnect with my motivation and when i started working on the structure i was super motivated i, I saw it clearly like yeah we have to i mean it's been enough like opposing to society and the rules and everything now it's time to balance things out so we started like creating like talking to the team and introducing this in a in a soft way but at the same time they understood like the the necessity like people they have been late like for a decade it was just impossible for people to show up on time <laughs> it's like just the the nature of the team was to be late <laughs> So ultimately yeah. we had to put a system where people will go and just put the finger and then keep track of times. And if not, uh, if people wouldn't like uh, be on time, it would show up on the system and they, 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 there are going to be real consequences. Like there's going to be like, something that, that, that was actually like a real consequence. And me, the people, they, they understood the team itself supported the the system because they experienced how like we were trying to make things work and it didn't 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 and we were close enough to them and it wasn't an imposition it was something like look guys we it's it sucks when somebody's late and and they also like suffer when like they they were waiting for a co-worker to get a meeting uh started and it's like 20 minutes late and it's funny because it's like it's really basic stuff because uh, in other companies 9 a.m. in the morning like here we start at 11 it's crazy <laughs> but now I can say that we do start at 11 everyone is here at 11 and if everyone is 1101 there is a consequence there and everyone is fine with yeah. that and to learn that this uh, these rules they help a lot 
we had to learn it through the experience of like spending 10 years with people showing up late. And then at some point it was like, Look, guys, we tried everything else. Let's, let's try, just try this now. And it works. It's yeah. It's, I feel, I feel it's a great example with time that you're describing because I can imagine a lot of people out there who, who are in that more rebellious phase might think, what's the big deal about time? But when they hear your experience and they see that, no, this is actually uh, a matter of respect for your colleagues and that through your experience, it wasn't just rules being imposed for the sake of rules, but there were rules imposed for, for really good reasons and that you adopted them through, through your learning process. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying an error because in the, in that particular example, we tried everything else and nothing worked. It was just like, <laughs> but I think sometimes so there is a layer of imposition, like really like, and, uh, and you can do it in a way that is, I mean, still has to come with, from a clear authority, but it, it can be. I, I'm, I don't know, but in a way, in a soft way, in a, like, uh, in a way that is not hurting the other one, it's not putting the other one down. It's not you're telling them, like, you'll be on time because you suck. It's like, no, yeah. I mean, as a group, we had this problem of punctuality. I do have that problem too. And when we started using the system, I was also just like using the system for myself and putting the, the card every day and keeping track of my times and seeing kind of like feeling how it feels because in a way then I can relate better to what like the team feels and kind of like be in the same boat, although I am the authority and that's, that's a fact. So how is that for you to be the authority, to have this, you know, a lot of people working with you, for you, alongside you, and you're doing all these projects that are, you know, they have a certain demand on them to, to deliver a high quality, and you guys are managing to do that. So how is it to, to be the boss in this setting where you're, where you're operating at such a high level and with a lot of creatives? Yeah, it's a, I think like, I mean, there is something that happens naturally and it's a great help for me. That is like, I see the quality and the value of the people here and I really admire them. Like they're geniuses. I think everyone here has like a unique talent and I see it very clearly and I have like natural respect and admiration for it. So, so I approach them from there and it doesn't happen with everyone in my life at all. Like sometimes I work with people outside of here and it's like, oh, this, this is like such a dork. And it's like, I mean, I'm not like thrilled to work with everyone in the world, but it does happen with the people yeah. here. And, uh, and that, that makes it very easy for me because I, I can give recognition very easily because it comes naturally out of like a real feeling. And, uh, and then the people, they seem, they, 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 they feel like the support. And I also, yeah. another thing is like, you, you really have to step out of the way. If somebody's, you see the talent in somebody and you have to 
give them space to make their mistakes and to have their achievements. And, uh, and stepping out of the way, it's probably like the most important thing. Like let the people have their own processes and their own victories. And, uh, and then like also like giving them like financial retribution that is directly connected to the facts. Like it's not like you are there as, as daddy giving the little boy a prize for something. Stepping out of the way would be probably like the title of what I have to keep in mind every day because in a way this is this is a place in which everyone is going to fulfill their professional goals like this is like a space for them to do that and working teams uh, in synergy with other people and um and if there's there if there is an authority like telling people what to do in a very vertical way, you're just limiting limiting a lot, limiting yourself, mm -hmm. limiting them. Because if, you, if you're the daddy, you have to be taking care of your children. If you're taking care of your children, like you're not going to have time to think big picture and strategize and take the company to a different level. You're going to be like worrying because everyone is late. And if everyone, if you're worried because everyone is late, Maybe there is a problem in the structure and the system, and uh, and in a way, I'm coming back to the to the to the punctuality issue here. But when you give them the power to be on time, and there is a system that punishes and and rewards the punctuality, it's themselves with themselves, and you're out of the way. And that's the best thing to do if you're the authority to look from the distance and to to be there to support, to give recognition. To be available, but not to invade the space. That's uh, some of the things that I try to have in I, mind of job. I think this stepping out of the way that you just emphasized is uh, it takes a lot of trust. You know, you have to really believe in your people to be able to step out of the way, and then that trust that because that trust is there. Issues like systems that uh, that have consequences built in are more manageable because it's it's in a paradigm where people are valued and their genius is recognized, you know. And it's it's not the typical typical boss uh, employee relationship that you probably experienced at the newspaper, for example. Yeah. Yes. So there's a there's a lot to say about about this quality of leadership you're you're bringing Niraj and I know that oftentimes this is also kind of something that we have a taboo is it's not easy for a lot of us necessarily to receive a compliment or or whatever to be praised but when you talked right now I was like admiring what natural leadership capacity you have. And it doesn't mean that you don't, you're not human, you don't have your challenges and, and shortcomings as well. But these qualities that you're exhibiting, it, you know, in how you try to relate to your staff every day, it's what creates a high-performing team that you see their genius and you get out of the way and you let them realize their own professional fulfillment. I'm just really impressed by it. Thank you. Thank you. In a way, like it also, like the way life works in my case, I oftentimes 
get in the other side of things with clients for instance i was just in new york working on a with a client that didn't trust me at all and that's something that i mean usually we get recognition we get like uh support from the clients that they hire us but in this case we got the job through a friend and there was like doubts about our capacity to respond and uh and I had to produce a, a very large project with a client that was hoping and waiting for me to fail, which is a contradiction. They're hiring me at, <laughs> at three there to do a job and they're looking at me and trying to f just to see every mistake that I make and point it out. It was very difficult and it felt horrible. It was great to learn uh, because ultimately I need to be self-sufficient in, in the sense that, okay, like as the authority, I shouldn't be like as, as the authority, as a professional, I, I should have the confidence, confidence enough not to be like dependent on clients to give me like trust or approval other than hiring us. But in that particular yeah. scenario, I found out that I was still just like putting in the hands of somebody else my own confidence to do the job. At the end, the project was a super success. Uh, and I was more like, yeah, I think in, in a way, if I trusted myself a little more, the process would have been a lot easier in a way. And, and the client looking down on me and looking down on, on our company made that come to the surface. Now the client really recognizes us and they're like super nice because the job is done. Everyone is like chill. And, uh, and I took that great learning, like to really take the time to step away, even though things might go wrong. Sometimes it might be like the best. And then I don't know, just like you, somebody scores a goal on the last minute and you lose and it happens. It happens to Barcelona that loses the Champions League. So it is like failure is always waiting and and it always has a teaching there. And, uh, and yeah, I think part of building real confidence is accepting that sometimes you're going to fall, sometimes you're going to lose and people are, all the people are not going to trust you. Like some people will trust you. Some people will respect you. Some won't. And just like being okay with that really helps. And, and also helped me to be that in, in that position to, to see how it feels and really try to help my own team. Not being like, uh, a, yeah, somebody that's like betting on, on the failure of other people or competing or that. Yeah. This, Wow. little attitudes. Thank you for sharing that story. I mean, I can, can relate in my own life to, to situations where, you know, people don't really want to see you shine, you know, and, uh, and it's just, uh, it's an unfortunate attitude, of course, but, uh, I, I mean, I feel like any of these themes, we could go really deep, but now I'm excited to change the topic a little bit about this project and the current exact moment you're living in. Like you're literally 
a few hours away from a call which could change the direction of your whole company, take it to a different level once again after so many levels that you've already passed through. And how are you feeling? Are you nervous? Are you excited? You're worried? What's going on inside you? Look, uh, it's been an hour since I got the email like announcing that we had that offer uh, to build a feature film at the Hollywood level. And uh, honestly, like at the moment I got the email, it was very intense. It's like, oh my God. But then I have to say, like, it's not that this is going to change where things are going. I think this is probably like, it could be a, a great step. We might get an offer that is not so good. We It might be like, like a, exciting or disappointing, but that in a way, after having an hour and a little bit of big picture, like also sharing with you this feelings and experience of working here, I don't think this is such a game changer. Like, because we're, I mean, everyone, every entrepreneur is waiting for that moment where things go like exponentially great and and you jump to the fame. And uh, and I think, uh, <laughs> I don't know, I don't think things are going to change that much. Uh, and I don't know if it's good to bet on such a change. I think like the way the company is doing right now is very good. Like the team is is really blossoming, doing great projects and uh, and it's getting better and better. And if this happens, yeah, it's going to be a big thing for sure. And we're going to aim for this to happen, but not to load on this call such a weight that is going to be like, you know, like the Hollywood fairy tale, you know, and uh, and it might not happen, and I might still be very happy with my process and the company, and like, and working with with such a friend, uh, f- like an environment full of friendship and uh, like and professionalism might include this movie or not. So, the page that I'm at right now is trying to like go back to myself, and I don't know, just don't get lost into projecting something. Because, like, I spoke with people that won Oscars and, like, went through all this. And, and uh, they all they always say the same thing. It's, there's nothing real there, like, the way... You, I mean, the way it seems from the outside. It's more like... A, it's like a, a, a big illusion. And people that are not connected to spirituality, it's not like... Uh, this kind of like vision from like the 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 unreality of Mahamaya, the world of illusion. And they're talking about Hollywood specifically. People that want Oscars, like look, the red carpet is bullshit. It's just like the actors are obsessed with uh, their Instagrams, and and it's just like people looking for attention all the time, and it's like very immature emotionally. Like it's like a bunch of kids actually. So. So just make sure that you keep connected to yourself and yeah, have fun in the middle, but don't get too attached to this because it's it's a very empty thing. I don't know. You you keep a very balanced perspective. You're like a lot of even keel, and I 
I feel like that's due to um, walking this path that you have that kind of attitude and relationship and clarity about what is meaningful to you and what's not. And you mentioned that, you know, what's really important is being able to work an attitude of friendship. And it, and it seems really clear that if you have your values in a way that's oriented towards these deeper human qualities relative to maybe some of the prevailing value system of of our Western culture, which is more about fame and glory and and wealth and et cetera. And it's not that those things are bad, but just to be aware that there's a choice to be made and that there might be something that might actually be more fulfilling than, than that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny, but it depends on really how you face things. Uh, because we actually had a, an offer from a very large studio for the same project uh, something more than a year ago and it was and we were like so full of expectations and it was such a hit once things weren't the way we were envisioning and they wanted to put a writer that we didn't really like and it hurt so much and, and all these expectations and that's that was the painful part because if you're ready to lose in a way and then you just go in a light in a lighter mood but if you really want things to go well and you really like can't take a no from life at the time then it's gonna hurt and it's probably the noise gonna come uh that's that's i mean the experience of being more detached on this and, and betting on being more detached because like I'm still excited about the thing but I know that I don't want to hit with the wall the same way we did a, a year a year and a half ago and I, I think that's 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 something that you you just learn it even even when you're a teenager and you're in a relationship and you get your heart broken, the first time it kills you and it's so painful. <laughs> and then like the second time it kills you again. And then the 10th time it's like, well, I don't know. I just like, I'll go take some air. Uh, and then, then you, you start putting things in their own place a little more and knowing that it's not such a life for that thing and even if Trader disappears tomorrow yeah I'll do something else and uh and if this yeah. if this movie doesn't happen some other one might happen or maybe I find out that I just wanted to do something different and and yeah and just travel light you know I love it I love it I feel like you had this learning process of of having your as you know this uh, analogy you made of having your heart broken the first time you're in a relationship and just learning that your whole professional identity isn't at stake with that is uh, is I think good good awareness that you're sharing with anybody who's walking on this path. I think some people maybe they make a video. And I've had this inside myself for sure. You know, I think I still work on this. It's, you know, like you make a video 
and you hope it gets picked up. You hope it goes viral. You know, you hope you get to, to some level or something, but like going viral and getting big and whatever isn't really a strategy, you know, and, and it's not about giving what you have to give. It's not about, uh, expressing the best of yourself to contribute to a better world. You know, it's about vanity in that case, you know, and, and, you know, I say that from my own experience and I, you know, it's something that I, I work with myself and, uh, and, and I know that there's other people, like we live in an age where so many people are trying to set up their own thing and trying to draw attention. And I feel like that process, making that passage through, uh, being recognized towards, wow, I want to help other people. I want to give to other people. I want to be at service. I want to, you know, I want to express my talents. Uh, it's a transition that I think everybody has to go through naturally. And I think you're describing that passage really well. Yeah, thanks. Uh, um, I mean, it might surprise you a little bit what I'm going to say now, because uh there is something healthy in wanting like recognition, approval, success. And it's a complete mm. natural thing. Like even people that are like obsessed with the Instagram that I was really amazed, like in New York right now, it's just everyone is basically on Instagram 24 seven. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> But uh, there is something about about that that is like if you deny it then it gets you in a in a more stuck position because like let's say i want to mm. i want to be a hollywood star mm. and there is the process of like creating what could take you there like if it's a short film if it's a, like any kind of production if it's a video that needs to go viral and when you're doing it and you're doing it with that ending like with that goal of of just getting there it's good that you connect to, with that desire and then you put all of your talents and you get the most of yourself and and you do what you love and you, you in a way like very much connected from your own inspiration and uh with connected with your inspiration with the goal and then you just plan like the release of the video and you do it at the right time and you, you really take a shot. And then once you took a shot and once the video is out there, be ready for it to have 10 views and accept that. Like, I mean, the most that you can <laughs> and at the same time feel like that it might hurt. It might suck if you work for a, for a year and then you <laughs> release a video and nobody likes it. But okay, like then you do the next video and then you keep going. But it's not about getting detached in a way that you step away from, uh, that you start judging your own desires. I mean, if you want to be yeah. Britney Spears, go for it. Like, go for it for sure. I mean, the most aware that you are, probably you're going to do better than poor Britney, like that she had like a really tough career. But I'm saying, like, if you want to chase that dream, might as well chase it and at the same time get trained to embrace frustration. And every frustration has a lot of learnings. Uh, but yeah, no, not 
not to turn your back on your own like little kid that wants to be famous and wants to be wonderful and recognized. It's more about them helping the kids <laughs> achieve that with some recognition coming from other people and some recognition coming from yourself too, because like recognizing your own work, it, it it's also, it's very fulfilling. It's like, it's actually more fulfilling that somebody else recognizing it for you because it's like closer to yourself. I don't know. It's uh I think it's great what you're saying, man. And what I hear and what you're saying, and it's, it's good reminder for me because I think sometimes I do go into that, that judgmental place of myself to like, oh, I'm just being recognition seeking here rather than saying, okay, I'm being, oh, that's part of my motivation here. That's where I am right now. That's okay. Let's go, you know? And then also connecting to my higher motivation at the same time, that can be a nice way to relate to that. But what I hear in it is, is actually the exact same theme we talked about in a very different way earlier, which is, you know, at first you might rebel against something, but then you realize, wow, there actually was something truthful inside that initial thing that I rebelled against. And then you can bring together, you know, you can bring together all of those things simultaneously. And that that, that force that goes towards recognition can also be channeled, put forward in a really positive way, you know? So I think what you're saying is awesome. I like it. <laughs> Thanks. And one thing that it's like, and maybe that's just, that is bringing some spirituality into this, <clears throat> self-observation. And that means like finding out where your head is going. It's mm. so important because... Um, Sometimes you're limiting yourself. Like where where your mind is going is where your th where your thoughts are going is where the energy is going and and where and where you're gonna take your company. So I'll give mm. you a very intimate example. Like it's like a hundred percent real, and it's about me. And it's like I'm betting on like large projects with like companies from London, like. I don't know, com budgets like around uh, maybe like close to half a million dollars, like big opportunities for, for the business model that we have. But mm. at the same time, uh, uh, I got like uh, some huge speakers that I love, some bold speakers that are like way more than like a, like a home theater would need is probably like more for like a, for an IMAX or something like that. And I was bringing them home and I was just thinking of how am I going to get this through customs without they, they killing me basically. <laughs> and probably like it was more about like spending maybe like a cup, like a, like a thousand dollars in taxes or a little more than that. It wasn't a big thing. And uh, I was thinking about it, and then I was thinking about it again, and then I was thinking about that I was thinking about it too much. And it's like, this energy that I'm using in thinking about the speakers, when I am negotiating a huge deal with a company for a set of commercials, where, where am I putting my heart right now? It's like, I'm concerned about like some yeah, some little taxes that I'm going to have to pay for bringing like this speaker set. 
And uh, in a way, it sounds silly, but I think like in this case that is very extreme, uh, probably every one of us have like little signs or symptoms of where the energy is getting drained. I have mm. resistance to the government that doesn't let you import stuff. And I am in this little fight about taxes and Argentina has super expensive taxes and you have to pay for everything and it sucks. And then I get a little lost in that little fight trying to defeat the government, bringing some huge speakers without <laughs> paying the taxes and customs. But dude, all of a sudden I'm getting lost there because like I should be really focusing on negotiating huge deals that are going to change a lot of things in the company and going to get like awesome projects. Where is my energy getting lost? And that only you can find out if you pay a little attention to where your head is going every time uh, and, and your dreams, like I had, I, I had a dream about the speakers and customs, which was like almost ridiculous already. <laughs> I decided I was going to pay the taxes for them and I paid the taxes the, the time at the moment that I decided that. I stopped thinking about it and that's priceless. That's, uh, that's like way more than a, than a thousand dollars in taxes. It's like you, you get a lot more from like just resolving the little knots in your head, in your, in your system, the little conflicts, the little dialogues with people, the little competitions, the resentment with the client that is not giving you the recognition. Like these things like, they give you like way more power to invest for your company and for yourself. And I think it's a very spiritual thing because I heard about self, uh, self, uh, knowledge in India while I was meditating and, and I was like listening to this concept of like looking inwards, this looking inwards is a very good thing for the business. It's a very good marketing tool. Uh, and it's also, I mean, I think it's crucial. Like, I don't know at this point without that, uh, I would be probably like looping and probably like stuck in customs with some other things. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you're describing, it sounds like when you resolve those things inside yourself is you find your own self-respect, you know? And, and when I say self-respect, it's sometimes people... I know that for myself, I've had to deepen in my own conception of what that even is, like that there's actually something inside me that is more the true me. And am I actually respecting what that is saying instead of fighting with that based on the level of what my ideas are about how things should be, you know? And this looking inward that you're describing seems to be about that because it leads you back to this more place of self-respect so that you can put your energy and those amazing things. And so for people, you know, who I never know, honestly, in, and especially because I'm in the early days of this podcast, whose hands these recordings are going to end up in. But if somebody finds themselves drawn from a more business world and they don't know about spirituality as having this element of of self-observation so that you can just grow and you can overcome your own challenges and own negative narratives through self-observation. Like, what would you tell them? What would your advice be in addition to what you already just said? 
I think uh, having coaching sessions and go through these things and being really honest and putting things out, it's uh, it's a great uh, it's a great tool to be. I mean, to be aware of where your mind is. That's good. It's a little abstract, but if you have like somebody asking you what's going on, and then you start talking, what are you concerned about? Like, what what's what, how are the numbers in your company? Like, and and having like somebody that can work uh, as like a, in a ping pong that helps you see all these things and put it things and prioritize things. Because what I was doing ultimately with the speakers and the projects and the customs was prioritize. It's not my top priority to go through customs without paying taxes for this speaker set. It's not. <laughs> I have other priorities. So where am I going to put my energy? Okay, just like, let's compromise. Let's just like, I don't know, just figure out a plan and, and then get that done. And I, I have to say, there is a little renounce, renouncing there because when I was mm. going through customs and paying, it was so boring and, and it, will, it would have been so much more thrill to go through the adrenaline of trying to do it the other way. <laughs> and I did it so yeah. many times before with tons of electronics. But in a way, yeah. <laughs> you have to let go of the old uh, and the small and open for something bigger. It's a little sacrifice there. There is nothing really mm. because then you open space and something bigger comes. It's just like spending a little bit of time with nothing, just creating space for something bigger. Beautiful. I feel like if, if anything else can summarize spirituality, well, there's probably a billion ways to talk about it, but that's definitely one really truthful way of talking about it. It's just letting go of the old way so the newer, better way can arrive, you know? And... Uh, and it's funny, you know, like you, you were joking about it, but, and I had to laugh at the time when you were saying you had a dream about it, you know, but it's like how deep sometimes these things go that they, they come to ourselves even, even in the nighttime, you know? Yeah. 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 And I was, I, my dream was that I was filling the form to declare the speakers and then I was faking the numbers a little bit and then my numbers weren't matching and then I was like so troubled uh, around that yeah. and uh, and it was like the feeling like of things not working out and, and, and like just so much energy invested there. Uh, yeah. 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 The speakers sound great, by the way. <laughs> I'm sure they do. I look forward to having a visit to Buenos Aires to hear them. Most welcome. Uh, amazing. So, Niraj, what about, you know, your company, 3DAR, you know, you're working with animation, you're working with virtual reality, you're working with all sorts of creative projects that I don't even think I know the whole scope of it. But, uh, you know, I met Georgie, your partner, when we had a few days in New York together. I stayed with you guys in your apartment there. And, you know, the connection you guys have is amazing. I think it's rare in partnership that's lasted so long that it's still always growing. It's still, it's still you know, thriving. And it doesn't mean you guys don't have your challenges, but, but that it's really beautiful. And uh, it was awesome to see with my own eyes this spirit of friendship that you're talking about. And I see that just doing business in this way, it's almost independent of what 
what you're actually doing, that if you're doing it in the right way, that what the energy you're putting out in the world, the intention of what you're putting out in the world, the heart that you're putting into it, it's already you're contributing to a better world. And I just wonder how else would you say that you guys are contributing to a better world or what else would you add to what I've just said about it? Because I know that's an important concern for you. I think, I mean, contributing, I think it's mostly about first contributing to yourself and then like spontaneously Mm. you're doing better things. I mean, for the world maybe, or like, or for your own little environment. I think uh, mm. if you have a good culture and you're and you try to take care of the people that work with you and listen to them, like that's enough in a way. Like ultimately, that's gonna lead you to a good place. And it's not that you have to worry like straight on from like being sustainable. Like I remember, like maybe about eight, eight to nine years ago, I I wanted to open a recycling plant to because the, the garbage situation was a, really a disaster here in Buenos Aires and uh, and I was trying to make that happen I put a lot of energy to for that to happen uh, but it was really not my field I, I mean wow. I, I, my field is not like the, the, the garbage recycling I, I don't know anything about that I, I work with yeah. technology and creative arts visuals like systems and everything I could learn though, but but I wasn't even interested to learn it. I was more concerned about doing something productive for the society, which mm. is a, a good initiative from a point of view, but it has to be connected in a humble way to what you are, what you what 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 your situation is, and you can do a lot of good in a very small. You don't have to save the world, like I mean, if you if you're like Elon Musk that you sell PayPal for like a few billion dollars and then you want to face like a huge project that's fantastic and amazing and I really respect him and I think I wish him the best success and I I admire his work but it's not like everyone has to do that it's like you just you can be like a like I mean just connected to the people that you have around and trying to work things out and create like a like a healthy environment for people to work in and that's gonna be it's gonna be enough, and it's gonna take you. Probably, it's gonna grow, and if it if it stays that way, maybe it's gonna grow huge. Maybe it's gonna grow in a way that changes the world. I don't know, but like, <laughs> who knows? It's not. It's not the yeah. It's a little of an ego trip to to be wanting to change the world in a way. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I think that's. Uh... I think that's an important message, you know, is to, I know that, you know, there's been times through the past in my own work in this, in, inside myself, where, where that type of ego trip, that type of grandiosity has really, has really been there. And, uh, and I, and I've had to face that inside myself. And I think, you know, I see that element still there, but it's much, much quieter than it once was. And this is exactly what I've learned through that time is that you don't have to worry so much on the level of some huge cause. Just work on where your heart is and what it's telling you and let that take you to a sense of 
being in the right place, to having enough, to giving what you have to give. And then let the size be whatever it is, you know? I think that's really secondary. And so this message, I think, is really powerful, beautiful, important, because there's a lot of people um, just getting started out there who, who could use, use hearing that message. Like, let it, let it be small for a little while, and then let it grow naturally as it wishes to, you know? Mm-hmm. Totally, yeah. 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 So, Niraj, I, I've enjoyed this conversation a lot. I think it's one very close to my heart because organization and business and spirituality is, is exactly one of the areas that I work. And, you know, how do we just bring our hearts into our everyday lives? How do we express our gifts and talents in ways that are fulfilling for us and have a spirit of friendship in it, as you're describing, and learn to deal with frustration and challenges and move past the, the smaller things, you know, like, uh, like the many things you've described so that we can open for newer things. All of this is, is really beautiful for me. I wonder if you have any last, any last words, any, any thoughts you would like to share with the, with the audience before we close for the day? Uh, well, thanks for the opportunity. Like, to be really honest, I mean, it was a great help for myself to, to be asked so many good questions and to be in a way forced to step a little away and see the big picture just an hour before I'm going to get this like super important call. Uh, <laughs> so it was a very rich and uh, synchronous like situation. Like I, I am not used to give interviews like this and, and you're somebody that really takes it to a very deep level. And, uh, and I thank you for the opportunity and if I have to say something to the people or whoever is listening, like, I don't know, it's, it's always good to, to open to the yes to things. And, uh, mm. and that doesn't mean that you're going to lose focus and say yes to everything. It means not investing the energy in opposing to things. So you, you, you see something and you see that it's not this way. So you, you choose another way. You don't waste energy opposing and proving everyone that this way you saw was wrong. But just focus. Like focus, it doesn't mean opposing. If it's if it's focusing on the yes and just taking the attention away from the little fights with clients, with the system, with the customs, with with family, and uh, and solving things out, but focusing on the yes, focusing on where you want to go, focusing on where you want to take your business, what what excites you, what what what, yeah, what gets you like happy, and uh, this is this is really, it's useful, like, yeah. <laughs> wow, those and I feel it's connected to the underlying theme that's been there all day, so. So they can find Junior Raj at 3dar.com. And I am really pleased as well to have had this conversation with you. I'm glad that it fits in so well with everything that you're experiencing on this lovely Friday afternoon as we're recording. I'm just here in, in Maui looking out at the green and the ocean and mm. uh, having a wonderful conversation with a dear friend of mine and about a topic that I care about deeply. And so... This is a good life, and I'm I'm just feeling a lot of a lot of gratitude for our conversation, for your friendship, for for the beautiful spirit you bring to your work. Thanks, man. 
Thanks, I, I yeah. feel the same way completely. So you can find uh, you can find me at imaginally.com and thanks for listening and we'll catch you in the future on the True Change podcast. That's it for today. Bye.